Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, the sounds of summer. Can it get any better? Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Discover the intuitive technology of the Lexus Hybrid lineup. Explore the possibilities of a Lexus at the Golden Opportunity sales event. Now through September 6th. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hello, welcome back to Morgan's Pop Talks. This is the safe space for pop culture and reality TV lovers. Super excited to come in with episode three. Exciting things on the docket today. Our pop three, we're going to talk about Kylie Jenner and her wax swimsuits. Uh, Ari and Lauren getting engaged, even though they've already had two weddings and three babies. We're going to talk Real Housewives of Atlanta. Our deep dive an overwhelming amount of you wanted me to talk about uh, the whole Claire, Dale, Abigail situation. So we are going to dig deep into that. And then, of course, we're going to end with some Bachelor in Paradise couples predictions. Who's going to last? Because I know we have the finale this week. Um, now, I just want to say I'm I'm doing this whole podcast early this week because I am going on vacation. So there are going to be some things that I miss. I won't actually be able to watch the Bachelor in Paradise finale this week, um, which I it's like a bittersweet feeling. I, I'm sad that I'm missing it. But three hours for what? reason would I ever want to watch Bachelor in Paradise for three hours um so if there is something that I missed this week that you really want to talk about you know what to do submit your deep dive questions on Instagram and I will revisit if you want me to but I feel like I've read enough spoilers on the Bachelor in Paradise ending that I feel like I know which couples get engaged you know who's still together who's not so we'll do the best I can we will test my Future telling abilities. Uh, like I said, I'm getting ready to go on vacation. It's off to a great start. Let me tell you, I'm going with my whole entire family. Mom, dad, sister, brother-in-law, their two kids, uh, my boyfriend, David, who never gets to go on family vacations with me. So that's really exciting. Um, but let me tell you, it is off to just... A horrible start, and I'm not even there yet. The whole family uh, went down to Florida, and everybody left early this week on Sunday, but uh, David and I are leaving on Tuesday. So yesterday, which was Sunday for me, we were watching the dog because eventually I had to take it uh, to where it was going to be staying for the week, and my family left at like 2.50. I get this frantic call from my mom at 2 o'clock. My mom forgot her ID. How? How? 
Uh, how do you forget your ID when you're going on vacation? Isn't that something that you check like 18 times before you go? I mean, especially me, I travel internationally a lot and I am checking for my passport every five seconds. I could literally put it in my book bag and three seconds later, I'm checking again to make sure that I have it in the same spot in my book bag, that it didn't actually accidentally fall out. I didn't throw it somewhere. I didn't leave it in the bathroom. It didn't magically fall out of the bottom of my book bag. So how my mom left her ID, I have no idea. I'm like, well, where is it, mom? Because I had her car. And she's like, I think it's in an envelope in my car. In an envelope? An envelope in your car? So not only did she forget her ID, but she thinks it's in an envelope somewhere in her car. And I searched high and low, could not find it. Uh, So I had to dig for her passport all day yesterday, but I got it. So we're heading to Florida with my boyfriend, David, and my mom's passport. So uh, yeah, I'm already heading into this vacation very relaxed, but let's get into what you're here for. Let's start with the pop three. These are the biggest headlines of the week. Some honorable mentions, because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but someone in the Winterhouse world is listening to my podcast. First, it was Paige and Craig, which, by the way, Page Six announced this week that they're officially together. Like, get with the times, Page Six. Tell us something we don't know. We broke that story two weeks ago. But someone is listening because on my last episode, last week I was talking about how I didn't know if if Craig and Austin were still fighting because they hadn't had any pictures together at Kaimanda's wedding. They hadn't posted any uh, – they hadn't uploaded any podcasts of Pillows and Beer. Not even – Like five hours after my podcast came out, this magical post came up on the Pillows and Beer Instagram that they were getting ready to release new episodes. So whoever it is, Paige, Craig, Austin, whoever is listening, I have a message for you. I love you. Okay, let's go into our pop three. I want to talk with Kylie's Wax swimsuits. You know, Kylie Swim, she's coming under fire because her swimsuits suck. People are roasting her on TikTok. The seams are bad, completely see-through material, so small, one false move, and you will get kicked out of the public pool that you are in for indecent exposure. Not to mention they range from $40 to $80. I always knew that these swimsuits were not for me. Like, even just looking at them, I want my swimsuit to suck me in real tight. Like, I don't want one single thing to move. If I wore a Kylie Swim bathing suit, I would look like a busted can of biscuits. And I just do not have that much self-confidence in myself to pull that off. You know, and especially like these TikToks that are going around about Kylie's swimsuits are insane. First of all, they can't even actually post them on TikTok without TikTok taking them down for like legit nudity or indecent exposure. This, like I said, completely see-through. So like, where are you wearing a see-through bathing suit to? I don't know if that's what the Kardashian-Jenners do, but it's not what the rest of us peasants do in our local pools. So not only that, it's like in the crotch region, which I feel uncomfortable even saying that. I'm sorry. But the fabric is like an inch wide. So you want me to pay $80 and have a thigh gap? Ma'am, who do you think you are? Like, 
You cannot have one inch covering the crotch region of your swimsuit and not have a thigh gap. And I don't have one. I don't want one. I would rather eat my spaghetti all day, every day. So these Kylie swimsuits are just not for me. But how does this happen? Like, as a billionaire, you should not be putting out a bad product. There has to be so many people around you, like, checking off every single box for you to release a product. And for it to be this bad, it's unbelievable. I can proudly say that I've never ordered one single Kardashian product. I tried to order Skims one time, but it was all sold out. And I actually think that's the only Kardashian product that I've ever tried to buy. Why would I buy a $30 lip kit when I can get a $5 NYX lip pencil and be just as happy because I have leftover money to go to Taco Bell, which is why I'm not able to wear Kylie swimsuits. Let's move on to headline number two. The Real Housewives of Atlanta cast has basically imploded over the past week. Uh, Both Portia and Cynthia are out at the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Portia announced it first, so let's go ahead and start with her. A very long Instagram post saying this was a difficult decision to not only make, but also come to terms with. She said, it's one I put a lot of thought into, and because of that, I know it's the right one. I want to thank, you know, everybody. Bravo, Truly Original, Andy Cohen for this opportunity, and blah, 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 blah. You get it. Uh, I'm sure it has nothing at all to do with the fact that Portia is now engaged to a castmate's ex-husband. Totally not related at all. Uh, She also revealed that she is releasing a memoir titled The Pursuit of Portia. It will be released on November 16th. I don't really read. I'm not going to read The Pursuit of Portia, but if you read it, let me know. Or don't. That's fine. So Cynthia also announced that she is not coming back to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She went on E! News Daily Pop, pretty much said she felt it was time. And I mean, I feel like we all could feel like it was time for Cynthia. And I loved Cynthia. Look, I know that she wasn't the most dramatic. I know that she wasn't bringing the most heat, if you will. But I just liked her her calm energy. I feel like she always... She just brought like a calmness to the chaos. And I I can be the first to admit that ever since Nini left, like Cynthia's role just hasn't really been the same. I think everybody could feel that. Even, you know, the network. She did reveal she was offered a friend role, but decided to turn it down, which there's two ways that you can go with that. You know, and she even said, like, you know, if I did take this friend role, maybe that would be a nice way for me to ease out of the franchise. So it's not just like a cutting it off cold turkey type of thing, but eventually she just decided to turn it down. Uh, There were some rumors that her husband, Mike Hill, might have had something to do with her leaving, but she also said that wasn't the case. Uh, She said that he's always been really supportive. So like I said, everyone could see Cynthia's time was coming to an end. And even though she wasn't the most exciting, she was always just very classy and elegant, and I loved her, and I'm going to miss those snatched cheekbones. I got to tell you, I just tried to snap when I said the word snatched, but I'm pretty sure that I broke my hand. So I can't snap. I can't do anything. I can't turn my car key. I can't open, uh, you know, the gallon of milk. I had to have David do it for me today. I can't button my pants. 
it's horrible. So uh, TBD on that. I'm just going to let it rest up a little bit, but it's been two weeks. So anyways, back to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Give Marlo a peach now. And if you don't, what else are you going to do? I can't even remember who's left on the show. I mean, Drew was new. Latoya, you know, was a friend of. Marlo was a friend of. I'm seriously blanking on who even the rest of the cast is because to me it just felt like it was Portia and Cynthia. So Godspeed to you over there at the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Some rumblings going on that Nene might come back. I don't know. It's uh, it's difficult to tell. We all know that Nene's going through a bit of a rough time, especially since she just lost Greg to cancer. Oh my gosh, we all still are feeling that loss. I'm sure everybody in the Bravo family is as well. And you hate to think like this, but of course, as the reality TV lover, it would be interesting to see her navigate this part of her life. Um, But also, I feel like it could be kind of invasive. So whatever Nini would like to do, I support you. Uh, There's the tea on Real Housewives of Atlanta. That leads us to our number one story in this week's pop three. Ari and Lauren from The Bachelor get re-engaged. They have three children and already are married. But yes, they are re-engaged. The Lewandikes, I think that's how you say your name. I don't care so much that I refuse to look it up. I know that I could simply just YouTube it or Google it and find out exactly how to pronounce Ari and Lauren Lewandike, Lewandike, but I don't want to. I'm doing it out of defiance. So Lauren posted this photo of Ari re-proposing. The caption says, we're engaged again, this time just for us. Just for us and their million Instagram followers and their YouTube subscribers. But just for those two. How pissed do you think they were when Instagram crashed after that for like a whole day? They're like, are you kidding me? We are sending waves through Bachelor Nation and Instagram is going to crash on our re-engagement even though we're already married with three children. I think they're trying to do what JoJo and Jordan did, which Jordan did re-propose to JoJo. But that's different because they're not married and they don't have any kids yet. Ari and Lauren got engaged on after the, after the final rose. And it was odd because Ari had just, you know, broken Becca's heart. And a lot of the focus was on what Ari did to Becca. And then Lauren comes out and they're like, oh, just kidding. I'm in love with you, Lauren. Why don't I propose to you after Chris Harrison just got done roasting me in front of uh, all of America? So that's how they got engaged the first time. And I understand, like, if you want to get engaged Again, you know, i.e. JoJo and Jordan. But you cannot get re-engaged after you are married. It just doesn't work like that. Uh, So Ari kind of tried to explain why he did it in his YouTube video. He said, we never really felt like it was something I chose for her. So I got another ring. Uh, The ring I gave her on The Bachelor was obviously paid for. First question, did they keep the ring from The Bachelor? Because the rule, I believe, is that you can keep it for two years after, you know, you're on the show. So I feel like Lauren and Ari have been together. Yeah, they definitely have been together longer than two years. Did they sell it? I mean, that's one way to work the system. If they're not going to have to give it back, might as well wait two years, sell it for some money, and then buy yourself a bigger ring. I don't know. But not only... 
are they now reengaged after having three children and being married? You remember they got married twice. They had this big wedding and then they did like a little fun elopement in Vegas. Is elopement a word? I don't know. If it is not, it is now. So now they've gotten married twice, they have three kids, and now they have gotten engaged twice, which means I hate them. Don't you forget for one second that Ari got a PPP loan under Instagram Husband LLC. Let that one sink in for a second. I'm going to repeat it. Ari got a PPP loan under Instagram Husband LLC. Uh-huh. And then they got re-engaged. Also the photos. I'm roasting them and I don't even care. You know, nine times out of ten, I try to be nice because I'm like, these people, they're real people. You know, sometimes when they're on these shows, they get really screwed over by the editing and the production and blah, blah, blah. I do not care about these people right now. I'm going to roast them because I feel it in my heart and in my soul. The photos. Are you really that, like, happy and or surprised? I would be confused. Put yourself in that situation for a second. You have been married to this person for X amount of years. You have three children with this person. And they get down on one knee and propose to you. Come again? Huh? Well, I would be like, did you bump your head and forget the past six years of our life together? Or is this just an excuse to give me an updated ring? Which if that's the case, that is fine. Like nobody's going to be mad at you about it, but it's this whole huge gimmick. Like, oh, we got re-engaged because the first time we got engaged on TV and it was a little bit of, uh, you know, chaos and a disaster because he was with somebody else and he actually changed his mind because he wanted to be with me instead of that girl. I don't care. The photos to me are like when somebody wins Miss America. (gasps) Oh my God. I had absolutely... No idea that this was going to happen. And I'm not I'm not crapping on you if you won Miss America. Good for you. But that's just the same kind of feel that I get. So are they going to have a third wedding? TBD. Actually, if they want more YouTube content, they will have a third wedding. Please don't watch it. All right, you guys. That's it for this week's Pop 3, the biggest trending headlines of the week. Let's take a minute, decompress, and we will be right back. It's summer and everyone's talking about water. LifeSource water systems reduce hard water problems and remove harsh chemicals that cities add to your Hetch Hetchy water. No filters to change, no salt to add, and no maintenance. LifeSource water gives you delicious water, softer skin and hair, and brighter laundry. For a limited time, LifeSource water will pay your sales tax. Offer ends soon. Call LifeSource water at 888-712-4279 or visit LifeSourceWater.com. That's 888-712-4279. LifeSource water. Taste and feel the difference. All right, so now is the deep dive portion of the podcast where I take a question from one of my followers uh, who follow me either on Instagram or TikTok at Morgan P Talks. You can submit your deep dive question every single week, but the overwhelming majority of you guys wanted me to talk about this. So let's send it to Colleen, who has this week's deep dive question. Hey, Morgan, this is Colleen from Akron, Ohio. I need you to talk about the Claire and Dale drama. Do you think he hooked up with Abigail? And what did you think of Noah's Instagram post? Colleen, thank you. Two out of the three questions submitted have been from 
Ohio, which I absolutely love, represent. I'm from Cleveland. If you can't tell, I say mom and dad and pop and all the things. I'm a northern gal. So in case you missed it, Claire and Dale broke up. Page six used phrases like for good this time and it didn't end well. But that's all we really knew. But boy, oh boy, have the tables been turning, at least on Instagram, because Claire has been giving us subliminal messages like she does. So first we got this tip from Dumois. I think I say that right. I never really know. I'm not French. Like I said, I'm northern. I live in Ohio, okay? There's a cornfield right outside my window. Anyways, the Dumois tea said, a bachelor favorite hooked up with a Bachelor Nation recent winner who may or may not have been on a break earlier this year. One of them is on Paradise right now, but producers won't mess up her good girl edit. A very, very close timeline uh, to this tea and the breakup announcement. I always take things posted on Du Moi with a grain of salt because it's all alleged. There's never really any proof to the things posted, but it's fun to, you know, travel down those roads from time to time. But the timing of it is very sus. And obviously, knowing what we know now, it's easy to, like, plug Dale and Abigail into this blind item like if you look through it again a bachelor favorite abigail hooked up with a bachelor nation recent winner who may or may not have been on a break dale one of them is on paradise right now but producers won't mess up her good girl edit abigail i mean obviously it's intense Claire and Dale have been on again off again on again off again it's so hard to keep up and that was all speculation until here comes Claire freaking Crowley just ready to drop the bomb on us remember when I was talking about Dale's birthday post and how Claire didn't wish him a happy birthday didn't post anything didn't like the post and some people are like well maybe she just you know wanted to keep things private or didn't want to post things on social media and I said Claire And this is exactly what I was talking about. This is like the perfect depiction of what I was talking about. Claire cannot keep anything low key. Where there is Claire, there is drama. So let's go ahead and read this caption. It's really long. I'm just going to, you know, say that straight off the bat. Uh, The photo is of Claire holding her mother's hand. And we'll get to her mom in a second. But Claire said, I hate that I even have to say this, but in response to all the questions that are coming my way right now, I'm choosing not to speak right now on the details of my relationship because at the end of the day, anyone can put on an act in all capital letters or throw words together to form any narrative they want. What I will speak on is emotionally and physically, I'm going through a lot with healing from my recent surgery still and my mother being placed on hospice care now. So my energy is focused on grieving, healing, and being present at home here in Sacramento while trying to share and help others going through similar life experiences as I am sharing today. I am just thankful for the people in my life who offer genuine, unconditional love with no personal gain and stand by me through thick and thin, especially when the cameras are off, also in all capitals, with no accolades. Actions speak for themselves. Whoo-wee, what a caption. That one was written out in the notes app. You know, like one day Claire just, she just let her rip in the notes app, probably thinking about what she was going to say in the shower, rewriting it in her head before she goes to sleep. I do that all the time. I lose a lot of sleep over that. 
not necessarily captions on Instagram, but stupid stuff like how many bridesmaids I'm going to have. I'm not even engaged. Like what happened to the planet Pluto? That's my favorite planet. And all of a sudden it's just not a planet anymore. Those are the type of things that keep me up at night. But anyways, let's get back to Clarendale. So on that really long caption, Claire tagged Abigail on the photo of her holding her mother's hand her mother being in hospice. Claire has no chill. 0.0% chill from Claire Crowley. So let's kind of break this caption down. And I'm not going to spend forever on this because we literally could be here all day breaking the caption down in general. But I'm just a little confused like who she's talking to. So I'm choosing not to speak right now on the details of my relationship because at the end of the day, anyone can put on an act or throw words together to form any narrative they want. Translate to... I'm choosing not to speak on it right now, but Dale has bamboozled me again, y'all, and he's a jerk, and I want you to know it without me actually coming out and saying it. She wraps up the caption by, I'm just thankful for the people in my life who offer genuine, unconditional love with no personal gain and stand by me through thick and thin, especially when the cameras are off with no accolades. All caps means business. Claire's giving us the business in this Instagram caption. Especially when the cameras are off with no accolades. So this is where I don't know. Is this a shot at Dale or Abigail? Because Dale seems kind of far removed from the cameras at this point. But Abigail is actively on Bachelor in Paradise. My gut is saying Dale because she does say actions speak for themselves. But then Claire tags Abigail in the post. And the tag has since been removed. I did a little science experiment because I didn't necessarily know how this works. But if somebody tags you in a photo, you can untag yourself. So either ta- or either Claire got some backlash for, for tagging Abigail and she went ahead and removed it herself. Or Abigail just removed the tag. I'm thinking Abigail removed it. So what exactly went down between Abigail and Dale to, to warrant this type of reaction out of Claire? Well, according to Us Weekly, one source said that Dale and Abigail had indeed, quote, hooked up at one point long before her stint on Bachelor in Paradise and that Abigail had been open with her friends about it just being a fling because she was, quote, under the impression that he and Claire weren't serious. The Us Weekly report added that the same source said that Claire found out about the alleged hookup from internet rumors that day and tagged her in the photo to show everyone that she knew what had happened. So are they talking about the Dumois post? I mean, I feel like that's what they're talking about. Now, second source, quote, close to the situation. You know how all the the blog sites put that in their stories. Uh, Told us weekly that Dale and Abigail met at a flag football game in New York City um, that a lot of Bachelor Nation alum were at. That everyone went to the bar after, that he never cheated on Claire, that they never kissed or hooked up or anything, that Dale is just friends with Abigail. That Bachelor Nation New York City crew is wild. Who knows the type of debauchery that goes on with those people? I feel like I would be afraid to run around with those people because there's so many of them. Like Bachelor alum in the New York City wild, like Ooh, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't even know why. So at this moment, neither Dale nor Abigail have commented. But you know who did? Noah. Noah posted this Instagram story 
the caption was like a lot of interesting stuff swirling around. It must be spooky season. He's he's like playing kind of coy. He's like, I don't know. Oh, look at all this stuff online. And then Abigail's totally laughing in the background. Like you can hear a girl laughing in the background. It sounds just like Abigail. They've been seen together at this coffee shop. And here's some exclusive tea that you will only hear on Morgan's Pop Talks early in the season. You know, there were rumors that Abigail and Noah don't make it out of paradise together. I had one of my followers DM me a photo of Noah at, I can't remember if it was like a coffee shop or a restaurant. He was picking up something, whether it be food or drinks. And he used Abigail's credit card to buy the food and drinks. That was very, very early on, uh, right? Like as Bachelor in Paradise first started filming. So it seems like that timeline, they've been together for a while. So let's go back to Claire. She's going through a lot. You know, her mother is essentially dying. I mean, let's just be real. She just had that pretty big surgery. Dale just hasn't been like a stable, like rock for her through this hard time, or at least that's what she's making it out to seem. But has he has he been in Sacramento with her, like while her mother is placed in hospice? I haven't seen Dale in Sacramento at all. So on that front, I do have empathy for Claire because I can really only imagine like the amount of stress and hurt and pain that she's dealing with with all of this stuff in her life. But why tag Abigail? Abigail isn't the issue. Tag Dale or tag no one at all. Why are we seemingly blaming like the female, your boyfriend or fiance or husband, because, you know, those rumors were flying around that they got married and that they filmed it. I hope to God that's not the case. But why isn't Dale the issue? Why is Abigail the issue? Like Dale's the one that's supposed to have that loyalty to you. Now, I don't want it. I don't want the message to get confused because if they were together and Abigail knew that, that's obviously a different story. But Dale betraying Claire's trust, if that's what happened, isn't Abigail's fault, really. So, wow. I mean, who would have ever imagined? What has it been? It's almost been a year, a year, and we're still talking about Claire and Dale drama. You know what? I'm here for it, though. Has there ever been a lead that has produced this much Drama. The the Lewandikes are trying their hardest to be in the headlines, but they just can't do it like Claire Crowley. All right, you guys, that's all I have for your deep dive. Whew, that was a lot. I feel lighter, though. Don't you feel a little bit lighter? As always, if you want me to answer one of your burning questions, I take deep dive submissions every single week on my Instagram. I put it up on my story. So any tea that you want, your girls got it. So to wrap up today's podcast, I want to talk about the Bachelor in Paradise finale. As I told you earlier in the episode, I am leaving early for a vacation this week. So I'm kind of going into this blindly. I haven't actually watched the finale yet, but I keep up with the spoilers. I know who's supposed to leave together and who's supposed to break up. I actually like watching the episodes knowing what happens because I like to see how producers manipulate their like character arches character arcs some kind of filmy schmilmy you know saying i don't really know what what it is i i learned that by being on game of thrones reddit the good old-fashioned character arc 
or arch. I don't know. And I'm making myself sound stupid. But anyways, um, yeah, so let's get into who supposedly left engaged. We can also see if, you know, I am in fact a psychic. I've predicted the future a lot on this podcast. So here we go. Let's start with Serena and Joe. I feel like they have the best chance of staying together. I believe they did get engaged on Bachelor in Paradise from what the spoilers are saying, although they do have their obstacles to overcome. I think Joe is ready. You know, he's 35. He's done this before. We know he's serious because he was in a long-term committed relationship with Kendall. And really, the only reason it didn't work out is because Kendall was unwilling to move to Chicago, which I agree with Joe in that whole debacle. She should have at least tried to do it. And if she didn't like it, like you can always move back. But now, you know, she'll never know. And maybe she'll live with that regret for the rest of her life. Um, He did say, too, in one of the previous episodes that this this stint on Bachelor in Paradise felt more serious, which, in my opinion, leads to an engagement, obviously, because the only way you can get more serious from being in a long-term relationship is getting engaged. Are we worried about the age difference with Serena and Joe? I'm honestly not. I think Serena is 23, which... Sometimes she's 23, sometimes she's 25. It depends on what episode of Bachelor in Paradise you watch. But I honestly am not worried about it. She seems mature for her age. Uh, She does live in Canada, and he lives in Chicago, so that will definitely have to be worked out. And as I've told you before, long distance in pandemic world is not fun. Um, Canada did open its uh, border to foreigners, though, so I think she will – I think he'll be able to go visit her. And I think she'll be able to come here. So actually, they might be fine. So I think they'll have a long engagement. But I do think that these two have the best chance of making it out alive, so to speak. Riley and Marissa. I'm conflicted on this one because I wrote that I think they'll be the next Dylan and Hannah. That they would be in a really committed relationship but in no rush to get married. You know, I really enjoyed seeing Riley open up about his past. It was really beautiful. And that's got to be really hard to do with cameras in your face. I mean, it's hard enough to do just like in a regular relationship. So I feel like for him to do it on national television with Marissa was like a big breakthrough, a big bonding experience for them. But literally, as I sat down to record this podcast, I saw this rumor that Riley and Marissa had unfollowed each other on Instagram, and Instagram has crashed right now, so I have no way of checking to see if that is true. So TBD on Riley and Marissa. Mari and Kenny, I have zero faith in. Zero. They've been all over the place. It kind of seems like they enjoy these really high highs and also the really low lows. I just don't trust Kenny, and I don't necessarily know why i i don't trust a 40 year old who wears a gold chain and walks around naked on a beach that's why i don't trust kenny it's just a vibe that i get from him also mari's tiktok is giving me single vibes she's been posting a lot of videos of her like dancing like seductively kind of thirsty not in like necessarily a bad way i mean i wouldn't do it just because i don't have that much like confidence in myself to be sexy like I I don't even like saying it I just could never do that so she's either trying to be like sexy and thirsty or that's just her way of life to which I say live it up sis I can't do it but good on ya Mari but I don't think that these two even are still together right now that's gonna be my bold prediction 
Becca and Thomas, I don't believe that they end that they leave engaged, but I actually have high hopes for these two. We've seen the most online sleuthing about Becca and Thomas, about the two of them being together outside of the show, you know, whether it's analyzing countertops or cups. And yes, we have done those things because we are shameless. Blankets in the background of Zooms. I mean, these two have been connected since Thomas Zoomed into the mental law. I wish we would have got to see more of their journey on the show together. It kind of seemed like they didn't want Thomas without the villain edit. And I mean, think about it, especially with how much they teased Becca's arrival on the beach, being the first bachelorette to ever go on Paradise, and then for them to just like, whoop, where did Becca and Thomas go? We don't know. We don't know. We're too busy watching Aaron and Ivan spit in each other's faces in the middle of COVID. Who knows what Becca and Thomas are doing? I just feel like I don't know. Becca, to me, seems like she only would want serious relationships. And, like, if it wasn't worth her time, she she wouldn't, like, give it the time or energy. And I feel like where there's smoke, there's fire. And like I said, we've been sleuthing online around these two for months. So I feel like they're still together. And Abigail and Noah. I mean, we clearly know or or at least 99.9% positive that they are still together. The word on the street is that production encouraged them to break up on the show because they weren't going to get engaged. And production wanted to have this big dramatic moment. But I mean, we've literally seen them everywhere. I feel like they'll be together for about a year, maybe. I just don't, I don't know. I don't see Abigail walking down the aisle to Noah. I think they're cute, though. I kind of want them to. I don't know. I can't keep up with them. You know what the issue is, like, just in general with reality TV these days, is that more stuff happens in the off-season on social media than it does, like, while they're filming. So we all know that Abigail and Noah are together. I'm just so curious, like, as to what the context of their contracts are. Like, I know they have an NDA. They can't really talk about things, but... Man, they've been seen everywhere together. Speaking of NDAs, you guys, I just want to give you a little a little sprinkle, if you will, a little teaser, because I'm not going to tell you who, but I had a member of Bachelor in Paradise, a member of Bachelor in Paradise. It makes it sound like they're like on a country club somewhere. A cast member, I should say, on Bachelor in Paradise this season, slide into Morgan Peacock's DMs and ask to come on the podcast. Oh, yeah, baby. We're living large now. Slid into the DMs. This person said, can I talk on your pod? And let me tell you, this person has some things to say. So I'll let you speculate on that for a little bit. They said they had to get it approved and all these things. They have to jump through a lot of hoops. So fingers crossed that we'll be able to get one of these people on the podcast. Thank you guys again so much for tuning in to Morgan's Pop Talks. Before you go, please, 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 please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe with no B. That's not a word. Rate, review, and subscribe, please. It's very important. The more you rate and review, uh, the more the podcast gets picked up, you know, on Apple Podcast Feeds and all this other stuff. And it's like, if you want to be successful, you got to have some chatter around the pot. So please do so. Also, make sure you check out more podcasts by The Dip. 
They got stuff for everything, whether you want Strictly Bravo or you want more pop culture. We got everything for you. You can check it out at thedip.com. That's the dip with two Ps. Thank you guys again for tuning in this week. There's episode three. Come back for the next one, okay? Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit tryfacetwealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.